1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right,
2: you're rolling with Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Monday, January 9th to you, and boy, do we have a lot to get to The NFL was unbelievable yesterday. A lot to talk about there. Uh, Lions give us Aaron's end. Dak gives us pick sixes. Bills give us something miraculous in the wake of DeMar Hamlin's continued miraculous recovery. Uh, All good to see, certainly. Back here at home, Grizzlies, all they do is win. It is now six straight. They'll have a chance at seven tonight against the San Antonio Spurs after knocking off the Utah Jazz. Hey! Without John Morant, without Steven Adams yesterday. We'll get all into that and how hot they are. Tigers survived, knocked off East Carolina. They got one man in particular to thank for that. And then John, national
3: championship game is tonight. TCU, team of destiny or no? We'll find out. We will find out. Tonight is indeed the night. Uh, man, we have just been overwhelmed with some uh, some important football. This is it. We're, we're, we're reaching the – meaningful time of the season in both NFL as week 18 wraps up. And then, of course, yes, the pinnacle tonight, the conclusion, the crescendo of the college football season. Going to end with a It might. It just might. We'll get into that uh, today here on the show. Preview the college football title game. Talk about the wild card matchups. The playoffs are set. Opinions will fly on the show. Mm -hmm. Duck and cover, dog. Very excited. Because there are going to be – 65 to 75 mile-per-hour opinions and takes flying around this studio. I can feel it. I can feel it in your energy. Absolutely, man. So get ready. Uh, big show. Big show planned today. Mike Wall is going to join us at uh, 1125. Lots to talk about when it comes to the pack. ooh
2: The team he covers closest. And Rodgers
3: was pool. like, just soaking it all in. He was looking around. He's like, man. My last game as a Packer really is going to be a loss to the Lions at home. Come here, Randall. Let me hug you <laughs> on the way out. And then he was like, did you see what he did to the cameraman? He's like, can you just give us a little bit of space Back off here? a
2: little bit, even though I like you here documenting. Yeah.
3: So, the camera, hey, uh, we'll get into all of that today with Mike Wall, the future of Green Bay. Mm. You know, he mm. said after, mm. the, after the game that he's not going to hold – uh, the Packers' hospital. That's oh, what he does every offseason. I you don't know. know why we think this would be different. Well, it just might be, though, because some of the things that we heard him say uh, about his jersey, you know, he said, Jameson, I can't let you have this one. After he threw a pick to end the game, you really think he was going to give that to Jameson Williams? Well, I mean, look, if if uh, it is it is uh, odd. It is odd that Jameson would expect him to have Aaron's jersey. Like, I feel like you don't. You don't get that, bro. But, like, but, but something nobody's talking about. Maybe
2: we get to the audio later. not real long. It sounds like Jameson says afterwards, nobody's making that. You told me. Cuz you can hear a high pitched voice saying it sound like you know, you you told me something like, that. maybe it said it earlier in the season or something. Yeah. Jameson came to get it. Yeah. And Aaron said no.
3: Yeah, that's right. He's it. So, And he said, I need to hold on to this one. So what does that mean? You know, he is always cryptic. We'll find out a little bit later uh, in the year exactly what's going to happen. So we'll talk to Mike Wall about all that at 1125. Jeff Calkin's going to join us at 125. We're shuffling some things around. He's getting uh, he's getting out of town. I think he's sort of talked about this. He's got a big trip coming up. So we're going we're to make sure we get him on, though, before he dips out. Is it a love trip? Uh, well, yeah, I think it is. I mean, possibly, but I, it's 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 a family trip also. So okay, uh, it's 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 all those love things. and family. So much love, so much love in the Calkins clan. So we'll get into all that with him uh, at 125. So that is the show today. Cap or no cap? It's Monday. Lego cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm gonna say
4: cap for no cap. I'm gonna say that that's no cap on 92.9's Jason and John show. Them dogs gonna roll tonight Cap or no cap
3: yeah so Georgia is as we speak depending on where you want to shop I think at least a 13 point favorite at pretty much all your favorite retail books betley 13 uh, superbook 13 fan dooley dooly dooly got them folks at 13 and a half so mm-hmm. depending on where you shop we're talking about 13 or 13 and a half uh, not touching 14 I think it did open at 14 they got bought up real quick. By uh by TCU betters, um, but 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 the statement is, Georgia will roll tonight. Um, I do have a few stats on in, in terms of the the odds and the spread here. Lay them on us, John. This is by far the biggest spread since the college football playoff began uh, of the championship game. Uh, prior to this game, uh, Alabama, I believe it was twenty twenty. Uh, Alabama had had that title. They were nine-point favorites over Ohio State. And if you remember that, they beat Ohio State by, I think, five trillion points. It was 52-24. to It was never close. Uh, This is the biggest spread that we have ever seen, And, and, like, maybe we'll ever see in the college football title game. Now, with the expansion of the playoff, maybe there is going to be a team that squeaks in. But keep in mind, folks. I mean, TCU before the season started was two hundred to one yep. to win the championship. Okay, there is a reason Pick for that. Seventh in their conference. Pick seventh in their conference. Their starting quarterback had not even won the job. He lost the job and only got the job through uh, injury. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think what TCU has done is is remarkable. I mean, there's no. I mean, Sunny Dykes, Dykes deserves credit. He's the coach of the year, and and that team beat Michigan. Last week they earned their spot, but if I'm taking them apart, this is how I would do that. They play the Big 12, and the Big 12 sucks. I mean, it just sucks. They don't play defense. Look at what it's done in bowl season. Better than Big Ten this year. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the bowl record, when but when you when you matched them up. But I mean, you know, Penn State won the Rose Bowl. You know, I you got to give them some love for that. That's a pretty big one there, but. Look, I just I just don't think TCU has seen a defense and a speed. And look, I was I was saying at the beginning of last week that I thought it was a disrespectful line, but then of course, you know, I reserved yeah, the right to, to, to think about it. And you know, when, when when books hang a number like this, which they've never done in the history of the college football playoff, and by the way, everybody that you run around and and listen to in the streets, like your average American is gonna say, TCU they're going to they're gonna keep it close. They're going to keep it close tonight against Georgia. Like they're just this perennial favorite underdog story. Mm-hmm. It really turns me off. Georgia has only played a game uh, within single digits three times in their last 29 games. Two of them were this year. One was last week against a, gr- a really good Ohio State team, NCJ Stroud. Um, I-, I do. I think Georgia wins this game. I think they cover. Um, and, you know, Sometimes it just – everybody wants a good game. Sometimes it just ain't like that. So, I, you know, I, I do. I think Georgia with Stetson Bennett and, and, and that offense and those pieces, um, I just don't see TCU getting stops.
2: I believe is going to think that because C.J. Stroud had success running against Georgia that it might be able to do some of the same things with Duggan, and it's not going to be able to. C.J., we, we mentioned that coming into last week uh, after the semifinals. He hadn't done that all season. That's part of the reason why he was able to catch Georgia off guard. You're not, you're not going to do that. Uh, the other side of the ball, Stetson Bennett, the guy's just unflappable. Yep. He's been here. He's done it. John, we always talk about how, you know, guys that are champions still find ways to be motivated. I see stories about Stetson Bennett saying that we're doubters of Georgia. Like, he's convinced himself that Georgia was the underdog this season. And I suppose if you're saying in terms of winning back-to-back, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many of us were saying Georgia was an underdog. Oh, Yes, a lot of us picked Alabama coming into the year, but Georgia was always going to be in the mix. That said, Stetson's convinced himself that they've been underdog. So you got a guy that's unflappable, has been in this situation before. I don't think TCU defensively is going to be able to get the kind of pressure on him that all of a sudden is going to make Stetson Bennett become somebody we haven't seen him be. Yep. And remember last year he overcame mistakes and still bounced back. They win the national championship game, been there, done it. They're going to roll. Um, I've been here. I'm glad you're on my side now. I just think too many folks are looking for reasons for TCU here. It's been a fantastic season. Yep. At some point, the slipper was going to come off. And I think and it, it and comes I off tonight. I would
3: also say last week. I mean, TCU sort of runs that three-three-five defense, right? It really uh, confused JJ McCarthy. But but let's sort of let's break that result down. Two pick sixes, mm-hmm. and they and they eked out a win. Two pick sixes. I mean, Michigan was thrown all thrown up all over itself and it, it took two pick sixes mm-hmm. right for TCU to win that game. Stetson's not gonna make those no, mistakes. Man. He's not gonna make those mistakes. So And certainly not multiple. Yeah. I, I know it's not it's not ideal, you know, if you're somebody that, that gets involved in the wagering side of this. It's never ideal to to lay thirteen. That's not fun. That's not a fun thing to do. John we got our good games in the semis. Uh, but I do think there is something to be said for that. Uh, Georgia saw a 3-3-5. Uh, that's what Mississippi State runs. That's what Zach Garnett runs, and they carve that up. I mean, Brad knows that. So I don't think I don't think there's anything that TCU was going to show Georgia tonight mm-hmm. that they haven't seen. I mean, remember now, Georgia people have sort of doubted Georgia all year. Tennessee, right? They come into Athens. Everybody's like, Tennessee's going to do it. Tennessee's going to kind of going to keep this game. I, mean, close. I guess. Yeah. And yeah. guess what? Georgia won. Georgia covered. I mean, they shut down Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, held them to 13 points. Yeah. That offense is better than TCU's.
2: It's just weird to look back on any team that's 14-0 and 0 right now in favor of the way they are to say you were an underdog at any point in the season. But, yes, we were saying, all right, here's going to be the one. because <laughs> right. and, and it was based on everything that Georgia lost to the right. freaking NFL, yeah. Oh, yeah. especially coming into the season. We said, no way they're that good again. Yeah. It's, here, it's, it's, and, it's and not down in the are. sense
3: that, oh, you guys aren't national championship contenders. It's, it's more of like Some point you're, not yeah. you're not as good. You're yeah. not as good yeah. you, as, yeah. you know, and I think – they are. I think they have reloaded. They're dropping. Yeah, you know? they're, they're not. They're not dropping another one this year. Yeah, they're um, not dropping. One. And again, two two uh, games this year have been decided by single digits. One of them was in the college football playoff last week. Three in the last you know three and a half seasons. What are we talking about here, man? Or two and a half seasons. So mm. I, I just think this is a robotic machine like team. Um, and and again, TCU has a lot to be proud of, but. They're going to see a speed on that defense tonight that they have not seen. and I mean, look what Alabama did to a motivated big 12 champion. Mm-hmm. They just undressed Kansas State. Kansas State beat TCU right? In, in the big 12 championship game. I mean I just I just think they're going to get whatever they want. Um, and, and and would T, will TCU score? I think they'll score. I think they'll you know have, have a few moments here, but i I see this being something along the lines of 41-20. That's what I've got this at. That's what I've got this graded at. I think Georgia rolls. Wow,
4: I hope it's a good game tonight. It just,
3: that, I'd like to see that. That would be a good game for me, as I will be betting Georgia minus thirteen. <laughs> so
4: forty-one twenty would be a fantastic outcome. Okay, uh, let's go to the Grizzlies here with a, a little nice weekend. Really, they're rolling. They've had six in a row. Will they make it seven in a row? Seven in a row tonight, cap or no cap?
3: I
2: mean, of course, yeah. Of course they are. Eleven point favorites last I looked, and the San, San Antonio, Antonio team no. makes no bones about it. They're tanking.
3: Th- yeah, this this would be even though the number is a little bit bigger for TCU. This would be a bigger upset, in my opinion, if the Spurs were able to win this game against the Grizzlies uh, at home. So yeah, uh, they're going to get to seven. I think we we sort of illustrated this last week. We kind of told you how this was going to go. They well, they're going to get to seven, and they have them again on Wednesday, correct? So they're going to get to eight. Um, and, and it's just, it's it's becoming sort of old hat for the Grizzlies now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just good. Well, you, I mean, <laughs> they're just good.
2: I, I know that Utah's come way back down to earth, but still, you had Markin out there, and to do that without John Stephen Adams, I thought still very impressive. Yep. Uh, I know it's it's becoming where we expected, especially against these bad teams. Yep. You're gonna get a chance at, at a bad team twice in a row here with San Antonio. Yep. Push that win streak to to what seven now. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get done with this, you'll you'll be looking at what nine. Yeah. Um. Is it seven now or six? It's six right now. Seven Eight would be Wednesday. Yeah. Here here's the thing. Go look at the standings. Um, everything had been jumbled up. Don't look now, but both Memphis and Denver, both at twenty-six and thirteen, we've been talking about how you've been tied with them. You've put in a little bit of little bit of room, a little bit of space between you and the now the Pelicans two and a half behind you. I think after that, Dallas is four, Sacramento and fits like five and a half. So so you're starting to see a little bit of space. Now, whether it's you and Denver that breaks off or just you. That is a good thing to see, especially when you're, you know, this point of the schedule where you got a chance to take advantage of some bad competition. So, hopefully, yes, two wins here, John, over the the next what three
3: days. I was listening to a uh, to a podcast. I listened to it's, it's it's called Right Angle Sports. These are these are professional betters. These are quote unquote sharp minds, and they were they were doing a sort of around the NBA. All right, let's take some stock of you know what what the league looks like. Who do we like? Who's whose trajectory is pointing up? And this particular, on this particular podcast, which came out last week, they had the Grizzly. This this guy had the Grizzlies third in the NBA. He had them third in terms of chance to win the NBA championship. Which that, that's where I, I think you and I have been for um, for weeks now. I mean, we've come on here and we said the market is not caught up to what the Grizzlies are capable of doing. And I think this guy is sort of you know publicly on the on the front end of that. Had him behind Boston. Um, and I think Denver. I think he had Boston and Denver ahead of the Grizzlies, which I think is, is totally fair for the Grizzlies. If you if you went into this season and, and you said, all right, in January, like sharp people are going to have the Grizzlies as the third best chances to win the NBA championship, you're going to take that every day of the week. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing the Grizzlies have shown that that, that says they can't do
4: that, um, and we'll see what happens at the deadline and we'll see what happens with Danny Green. But, yeah, they're getting this thing to eight, and then we'll just go from there. Aaron Rodgers played his last game as the quarterback in Green Bay last night. Cap or no cap?
3: You're the, you're the A-Rod whisperer, man. You know him better than I do. I think it's
2: Cap. I think he'll be back. I know we're, we're trying to you know, look into the, what he told James Williams after the game about not giving up his jersey, and certainly the way he walked off with Randall Cobb looked like he was trying to savor the moment. Maybe he even thinking was, what if? And I think it's this. What he's pondering is maybe retirement as opposed to some other team. He's asked about other teams right afterwards in the press conference, but uh, to me, if Aaron was thinking about anything, it was, do, do I give this up? Look, he's locked in in terms of contractually, and he's going to tell himself, by the end of that year, look, Christian Watson was coming on. Mm-hmm. Did you see him in that game? Mm-hmm. Caught a bomb from him. Like, he's going to tell himself, listen, I, I finally got that, you know, chemistry with my receivers toward the end of the year, and up until this year, I'd been elite. Let's be real, coming into this year, Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, stud, stud, stud. He, we only begin to saw the signs of decline now. But he's going to convince himself, this is the best place for me. And Green Bay, as tied as they are to him, isn't going to have a choice. Now, we can have a conversation about whether that's the right thing for Green Bay. But they're locked in with him. contractionally, I think, by the time this, as Aaron says, he takes the emotion out of it. He's back. Remember, they got a run game. You know, you shore up some things. He'll tell himself, "We can come back. Hey, we can win this division." Is what he'll tell himself. Yep. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers next year, despite what everybody's trying to, you know, read into things today.
3: Yeah. Look, I don't. I, how, who knows? I mean, I, he's I don't,
2: got a big contract to, yeah. to to get off of if yeah. some other team's going to take him.
3: I mean, I just i I think he's always got an angle. Yeah. He's always got uh, you know an ulterior motive there. He'll go on with McAfee and. You know, he'll leave it cryptic. And, you know, remember when he did this? He said, like, he had, like, some big announcement and he, he announced something stupid. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he loves this drama. He eats it up. It's a soap opera to him. He loves to draw it out. He does this every time. Yeah, and so, I, I, I mean, I have no clue. I have no clue if, if it's his last game there. I do think Packers fans are over him. I mean, I do think they are sick of the shenanigans and the antics and the underachieving well easier to be over him when he's not playing like an mVP well, which yeah. he had been up until the season well, and, and and the so, team so it shifts a little yeah bit. I mean yeah. you had that you had that they have just been in steady decline since that since that game where he should have as you let us know every single time should have run it in that's right uh and he it, it's it's been a hex you've got a voodoo doll on him after that one and he's did the team's not been good they lost their number one receiver and 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 he made it happen for a minute. I mean, they, were, they had a chance to go up 16-3, and then, of course, Aaron Jones fumbled that ball driving inside the red yeah. zone, and that just changed the whole game. Yeah, that wasn't on Aaron right there. That no. changed the whole game. That was on one Aaron, but not number 12. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you lost at home in a must-win situation. I believe that's the first time ever Aaron has done that, uh, losing a game at home that he had to win um, in that scenario. It's the first time it's happened in his career. How about so, the Lions having nothing to play for but playing like that? yeah
2: Like, knowing you're done... It
3: feels like Dan
2: Campbell Seattle's win. It feels like he didn't tell them.
3: It feels like he didn't (laughs) tell (laughs) them. No, 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 no. They said
2: they talked about it. It was all about about keeping Green Bay
3: out of the playoffs. Because that interview he gave after the first quarter was like, bro, did you check the score? And Aaron
2: Aaron had disrespected them, you know, talking about them and and, and sort of assuming they were going to get that win. He had disrespected them. The the writing was on the wall. They just wanted to beat Green Bay and keep them out of the damn playoffs. God bless him, man. About how hard they were playing uh, in that game in a game that essentially meant nothing. Uh, they could not make the playoffs with a win. I was inspired of Seattle. I was yeah.
3: inspired by the Detroit Lions last night. That's awesome. Like you was about. Like, then it's a former Packer doing it oh, to
2: you, Jamal Williams.
3: That that was a professional effort. You know, it's like we have the only thing that we won out of this is to make sure you don't go. Love it. And they started the year one and six, Whew, finished eight and two. Amazing. Why? Wow. Don't it,
2: make the playoffs. I'm joking with John. They ought to make an eighth playoff spot just this year, yes. just for the Detroit
4: Lions because the way they played those final 10 games. For like uh, like, like
3: with the uh, NCAA tournament did during COVID, right? Yeah, add, yeah, add a little something, something.
2: I
4: thought Jeffrey was right about this. I would rather have had Detroit winning that game and sliding in than Seattle sitting there on the sidelines at the end. And, and I mean, there's speaking, no
3: you know, doubt. You know, I mean, the, the, Seattle's going to get absolutely creamed <clears throat> by San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, they just are going to get destroyed. It's a horrible matchup for them, and I love Geno. But Me they too. barely got by the Rams. I mean, that was a Baker Mayfield Rams team that you was talking about had nothing to I mean, Sean Bay's like, I'm quitting, I'm done. You know, I mean that yeah. then they barely yeah. beat the damn Rams. So McBay figured out losing sucks. Now he wants to leave. Oh, that, that tells you all about that roster, doesn't it? That roster oh, yeah. is in shambles. And there's it's no remember, and fix. they've gone all in oh, on yeah. winning Super yeah. Bowls. So yeah. the assets uh-huh. are gone. They got one and that's it. They got one and that's it. So Jeez. yeah, no, I, um, I I I I hate that. We're waking up today and the Lions are are, are are done because, overall, they deserve to be. I mean, look, they played the Eagles within a field goal. I mean, they, they only really had... Uh, Bills. Beat they the, uh, they, they yeah. played the Bills within a field yep. goal. You know, if they go for it in that game, yep. instead of kicking it, they probably win. You know, I mean they had a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. They only had one stinker that comes to mind, and that was when they played the Pats. I think they lost that game twenty-nine to zero. And you know, I mean, Bill Belichick just has it. He's got it out for Jared Goff, man. He knows how to play Jared Goff. I don't know what it is. About that, but uh but beyond that, I mean the Lions met the mark every single week, especially here late. So I hate, 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 hate that Seattle is going, who has just been bad. it's been the opposite for them, right? Seattle started the season like six and two. 7 and 2, something like that. And they just have faded. They have totally right. faded on the stretch, but they're going to get in because they have a winning record. So, um, I don't know if it's Aaron's last game. You know, people texted me all last night about him going to the Raiders. We'll get whichever <laughs> old ass quarterback doesn't go to the 49ers, Brady or. Uh, or uh, Roger. yeah, we'll get whichever one, and I'm fine with either one, by the way. So, but I think it'll be Brady because of the contract situation. So anyway, it was a, it was a it was fascinating theater last night to watch sure Aaron was. go down to a Lions team that had nothing to play for other than
4: keeping him out. And then the last one here, Jags Chargers, is that the be- That is the best game of the Wild Card round, cap or no cap? I don't know, man. I think it has to be. I
2: think it's slick. Is oh, I think the folks it- are going to point to Dallas and Tampa Bay. Right? Yeah, I was looking
4: at that one yeah
3: I thought that's what you're thinking
2: about yeah.
4: no okay so a I'll very say this. winnable game for Tampa Bay so I'll say this
3: Tampa Bay is not fun to watch they are not a fun team to watch play football this year you might be surprised where John is on this uh, okay. I, I in fact I hate Tampa Bay this year I love the Cowboys in this game and I can't believe we are getting only we're, we're, we're only having to lay three I think Dallas should be four and a half to five over Tampa Bay even wow. with them at Tampa okay now what this isn't about that that know, will be later in yeah. the week. Thank we'll you. talk about that. But, yeah, look, this is, a, this is a premier matchup of quarterbacks entering their prime. Trevor Lawrence has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL the last four to five weeks. That team has been, you know, yep. Got tip awesome. your cap to them. They beat but, the Titans, uh, you know, uh, on, uh, on Saturday. And we're down
2: for much of that game.
3: But yeah, they were. I mean, they I I look, I thought the the Titans outplayed them. I did too. I thought I had called it. Yeah. Said just when you thought they were dead. Yep, the Titans You're, outplayed them, but unfortunately the practice fumbled. squad quarterback cost them 10 points. I mean, because he had that pick that was easy as an easy field goal and then of course uh that 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 strip sack fumble that led to a touchdown. Yeah, um yeah, I mean, you have Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is this is as good as it gets in the NFL. And I was watching um Who's the, the, the teller straighter? Is this Carnicky, whatever his name is? I, don't, I, I can't. The, the election dude they bring in to, like, do all the numbers mm-hmm. and polling. He, his numbers had this game as the most evenly matched, like 50% yeah. for both of them. I think we're talking best game here, bro. I
2: yeah, think no, John's I, right
3: on that.
4: I don't even think there's a you question about it. You swayed me here. I, I, the thing of it is, is I guess in the Dallas sense, they've just been so poor. They yeah, and, they <laughs> the, the evidence in my eye test is not there, I and I, I hear what you're saying. that does not look good. I mean, he made, they made some stupid things. Look, here's I the mean, thing. Over but, and over again. But he again. likes Cowboys. That's a separate really subject.
3: Good. People are glossing over the fact that Tampa Bay is uh, has a losing record. Yeah. Tampa Bay is 8-9 in the NFC South. Most of their eight wins have come against a horrible NFC. Everybody in that division is a loser. Every single team. Did you see Dak throw that pick six? Look, he, he has not played well. He has not played well. And I know that I Tampa Bay beat the crap out of Dallas in the first game of the season. But I Tampa Bay has two wins over teams with a winning record this season. That's it. Two. Cowboys play in the toughest division in football. That game meant absolutely nothing to anybody yesterday. The Eagles, we, know, we knew we're going to wrap up that division. And, by the way, the Eagles barely beat the Giants. The Giants made that game close yeah. with Davis Webb. It just didn't matter. I'm going to throw out Week 18 again. I know they have limped a little bit here, but give me Dallas at the running back position. Give me Dallas at the offensive line. Give me Dallas's defense. I, I guess I'll give them the slight edge at receiver, but Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are certainly good. Give me the advantage in Dallas with a tight end position. I just think they're better. I think they're a better team. And I know Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Bro, Tom Brady is having his worst season of his career. And Todd Bowles is bad. There is no chemistry there. If it was was Bruce Arians, I might have a different opinion here. Todd Bowles is not him. Let's
2: not act like Dallas has got some playoff great playoff history here of late either. Very true. Very true. And and this could be the one where you get up in there and Mike McCarthy shows for what he really is, which is a poor coach, quite frankly. I mean I know you don't like bowls, but hell I'd give bowls no, the nod it, over Mike McCarthy. It, it, yeah. Point. Why are you even playing dacking them out there yesterday? Yeah. Same thing. What's for the uh, plan? Staley, right? Yes. Well, in his case, his guys got hurt, Mike Williams and Bosa. They did, And that's they did. it. That's gonna affect their chances against the Jags, although I still think yeah. you've got a good game there. Um, we'll I, see on. We got plenty of time to talk yeah. Dallas and Tampa because we're, I just, on, I just we're feel clearly like on
3: opposite sides. Yeah. America is going to say, "Oh my God, Tom Brady at home as a as a home dog." We're, we're not I mean, just talking about one game though. The way that Dak Prescott has turned the
2: ball over here in the last six or seven, he's, like, been, this, he's been bad. This has been something he he's doing every bad. game now. You give one of those
3: to Tampa, no, I, you I, give Tom extra chances. I get it, I'm, I'm, and, I, and and that's fair. That's valid, man. Like yeah. I can't, I can't sit here and say that Dak Prescott has played well. He has not. But that team is twelve and five. No, they are. I mean that that team. wise, yes. That team's a- form has been better than. I mean, Tampa is a loser. They are eight and nine, and the only reason they're in the playoffs is because they are lucky enough to play in the NFC South. No That's question. it. Now, could Tom Brady recapture some magic? He could. But this is the same Tampa Bay team we were talking about a month ago, month and a half ago, being broken. This dude has gone through so much stuff remember, personally. How, what, what are those? What was it what were the two
2: games where he came back fourth quarter? Rams and, and was, Saints. Those are the two. Rams where he, where say, he showed you that. but Even two, when it's nasty for three quarters, yeah. if you give them the opportunity in the fourth, but they still to, got a little bit in that tank. They, so that, that's all that's I'm, true. So, so let them folks hang around
3: at home with Tom Brady. Okay, Throw th- picks to them to Tampa Bay and give them extra chances. Let's go through his come-from-behind wins this year, okay? Yeah. Saints, Andy Dalton. Pff, uh, I know who it's against. Rams, I, garbage. They have not been impressive. I understand that. Arizona, Trace McSorley. It took it took come-from-behind wins to beat those three teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dallas is going to give him that chance. And, and, you and, might be right. You know, I just Dallas
2: coming there and look like a world beater again
3: because they have at times this season. They are very. That was Sam Howell out there yesterday. They should have jacked him. Yeah, they're he's volatile. out there running around throwing the ball all over the field. They are very volatile. There's no doubt about that. I just am in the camp that Tampa Bay stinks and Tom Brady's ready to go play for the Raiders. You've watched him a lot this year, so I know you know T Bay stinks. Yeah. That's a fact. But, you know, look, if anybody can turn it on in the playoffs, it is Tom. Ain't no
2: question. If anybody can turn
3: it off in the playoffs, it's the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) It's true.
2: It's it's, it's it's Choke City. That's Stephen right. Stephen A. on standby. That's one hundred percent. Come right. on
3: in and chime in as soon as they lose. We'll 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 get Mike Wall's thought on yep. this uh, on Aaron Rodgers on the playoff matchups on Jacks Chargers. I know you have a lot of questions you want to ask him about the Bears getting the number one pick. Haven't even talked about it. Lovey Taking Smith, Black Santa. Lovey. Lovey. And then they fired Lovey. him. Lovey. Oh, Lovey. Dirty Texans. Yes, they fired him on the same oh. damn day. <laughs> My man went out chunking the double the bird. Double bird. F, y'all, and his Man, franchise. I got a
2: fat respect burger for love.
3: Fat. It. I love it. Fat uh, one. We'll come back. Jason John, 929 FM, ESPN.
2: NFL wild card weekends here. Yeah, baby. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets. That's guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with promo code JSmith. FanDuel makes it easy. And they've got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, to player props. Plus, you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. That's a same-game parlay. You're doing it all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Like we talked about, that Jags Chargers should be a good one. Uh, You've got Dallas against Tampa. Plenty of great wild-card action all on an app, like we said. That's super fun. Got, Got some great games this weekend, so football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code again, J Smith. That's J S M I T H. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL, of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in present Tennessee. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1 800. 8899789.
4: I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The college football season comes to its conclusion this evening, and the BetQL model has one final play for you to consider. Despite giving up 41 points to Ohio State in the semifinals, the model is expecting Georgia's defense to return to form tonight. The Bulldogs were the number two scoring defense in the country, giving up just under 13 points a game. With the confidence in the Bulldogs to slow down TCU, the BetQL five-star player of the day is to take the under in the college football. Season.
1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Mike Wall's been with us all season. He's kind enough to join us on Monday. former Pro Bowl offensive lineman played 11 seasons for the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist, founder of process2perform.com. You should check it out. Also check out the On My Block podcast he does with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at mikewall sixty eight. Mike, we come to you. I still can't believe what my eyes saw last night in terms of, I mean, we were with you last week, and I'm telling you, oh, man, I've seen Aaron in this spot before. He's so confident. He's got the look in his eye. No way he's losing to Detroit again. You're going to the playoffs, and how dangerous will Green Bay be? And yet here we are. Um, As much as we're talking about Green Bay, Mike, and what happens with Aaron, and we'll get to all that, man, I can't help but start on the way Campbell had that team playing, right? That hard. With nothing to play for at that point, Seattle's already won. To play like that, that hard in that game, I just can't. I, I, I have to start with how about the tip of the cap for Dan Campbell, man.
5: Yeah, no doubt, Dan Campbell, the entire staff, no guys. Doubt. I mean, you, you you really think about the kind of the kind of squad they put together. They just have a lot of blue collar workers. I mean, they have some first round draft picks. They have, they have talent but they don't, have, they don't have any superstars. And I think that really plays into what they're trying to build up there as far as nobody's above the team, nobody's beyond the team. And you saw it last night. I, I, let's just give credit to where credit's due. The nose tackle Isaiah Bugs and, and Alan McNeil, yep. the defensive tackle, they, they beat us last night. I, I didn't even talk about them in, in our preview show because I didn't think they were relevant. And they beat us last night. They beat us on the goal line stand. They beat us the entire first quarter. That team just played harder than we did, more disciplined. You saw some of the nonsense that went on with our young guys, both after the whistle and before the whistle. And yeah, hats off to Dan, man. He's a great motivator. I was always questioning, or I was always curious to see that if you could follow through the motivation and the emotion that he has and leadership style that he has, could you follow through with some sort of sustainable technique and football intelligence and kind of all the other stuff that comes with being a professional and and he's not there yet, certainly, but uh, he's heading in the right direction, man. They looked really good last night.
3: Yeah, and then, of course, all the talk immediately goes to, you know, the future and, we, we you know, we the cryptic uh, comments about, no, I'm going to hold on to this one. Um, do you do you legitimately feel like Aaron has a decision on his hands? Is this uh, a, a ploy maybe to get more help uh, in the receiving court to the extent that they can? Like, I know it's hard to get inside the mind of Aaron, but... But what's your assessment of, of that situation in Green Bay?
5: It's tough to say. I, I would never I would never pretend that it, or, or assume that I can get inside an Aaron Rodgers head. Man, that, guy's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that guy's very cryptic in what he does. He's very calculating in what he says. Certainly, he knows the camera's always on him. So what I would say is this. Every time you get into this situation with these kind of one-and-done games, they don't perform well. And it's not just him. It's not only him. Uh it's not it's not um it's not a situation where you are looking at like, well if only Aaron would have played better. Like if you watch this I'm watching this tape, I've been breaking right down for the last two hours. If you watch this tape, uh they're just getting beat at the line of scrimmage, they're missing tackles, they're not communicating well, uh they they drop passes. It's every, everything that can go wrong. I mean when you list the ways to lose this football game, they try they pretty much take every single box. And it's it's a shame because it starts when I look at it. It starts pointing to okay, you were thirteen and three a bunch of years. You missed the playoffs this year, but there's still the same underlying problems are that have 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 crippled this franchise. When you get into the playoffs the last three years, they're the ones that held you back this year. So there's no progress being made in those in those places. Aaron, might, I'm sure Aaron knows that. I'm sure Aaron's seen that and he's acknowledged that. Um, you're inside the building, so the relationships and everything. You have to you kind of maybe can't say what's necessarily directly on your mind, but it has to be obvious that I don't know if there's a, a, a leadership change or there needs to be a culture change, but certainly the attention to detail right now and the way they prepare is not uh, conducive to winning at, at a really high level.
3: You know, when I think about two huge swings in that game last night, I think about the Rasul Douglas. Uh, I'm not even sure what that was or what he thought was, was going on, what he – uh, but i guess it wasn't Rasul that got that but there was still it was still two sort of moments um there with the field goal and then of course quay walker um it is mike LaFleur, should mike LaFleur's job be you know in in the crosshairs right now with sort of the things and the mistakes that were made from a discipline standpoint last night in a must-win game
5: well, i think that's what we, you know, you keep pointing to with with coach laflore and, and... Uh, you know, Rasul Douglas. Uh, listen, what what he did last night didn't really have a consequence because they made the, it was either going to make the field or make the field, but made it right. easier certainly. So you know, and then Quay's, you know, not only Quay but but actually Wyatt comes over and then chest bumps the referee afterwards. You go, what are you like? What are we doing? Um, I think for me, those things you can kind of compartmentalize those. The so young players being young players and making some mistakes. Certainly, I don't see that necessarily on a Belichick-led team. Uh, so you could, you could always look at that. But when I when I'm questioning or when I'm, um, analyzing what goes wrong with this team in big games, the, the, the same themes always come up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the lack of, the lack of discipline in communication in tackling and just execution of basic fundamentals of the sport, again, like preparation stuff, right? Preparation stuff's kind of, uh, on the coaches, on the players, but really the way you put your practice schedule together, what you emphasize, what's important to you kind of shows itself in these big moments. Right. And so when you ask that question about Matt. My my I would point to the way they execute in these situations, the decisions they make, the football intelligence they demonstrate, maybe more so than those two, although I understand why you would point those out. Just in the end I think
2: that doesn't he convince don't you think he convinces himself, hey man, Christian Watson was coming on at the end of the year, you know, that that right and, and coming in this year I had been M V P level and I don't know Mike in the end, you know, after he as he says, takes the emotion out of it. Isn't it still the best place for him? I mean, you got the contract and everything else. I suppose you could tell yourself, okay, somebody's got better weapons. But I almost feel like, you know, as much as he's held them hostage the last couple of years, you almost owe it to them to come back and, and be better. I guess I'm just asking you, in your gut, you feel like Aaron's back next year and you're essentially running it back.
5: Tough when you and when you're at that high of a level and then you, you don't make the playoffs the last year of your career. Like I, that narrative doesn't really play well, right? You you have been a four time M V P you're back to back MVP, yes. uh you're thirteen and three, three, four years in a row, and then all of a sudden you don't make the playoffs and you retire. Like that it just doesn't sound right, it doesn't right. hit the year right. So I wouldn't expect it I, I certainly don't expect that he'll leave this football team. Um, especially given all the everything that you just said. I think those are all very broad points. Um but you, listen, you and I don't live in that in Aaron Rodgers' world. Yes, sir. Like finance, financially, from a fame standpoint, from a talent standpoint, like so, it's just hard to get into the, inside the mind of somebody who, in you know, right now is probably 38 years old. He's done all these great things in his career. He does have a Super Bowl, and he's looking at it like, do I want to put myself through this again? Do I want to? Do, am I am I enjoying this enough to to come back here? And, and what I honestly believe is, it comes down to is. Does he think that everything in that organization is set up to win a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And that has to start. You can, you can start a Mark Murphy and the president. You can just start working your way down all the way to the 53rd man on the roster, the practice guys. Are you set up in the way that your process is? And that usually falls on the coaching staff and the general manager. Is their process set up to win a Super Bowl? If he believes the answer is yes, you'd think he'd be back. If he's not, well, that's a different answer then. that.
2: In terms of the AFC, Mike, if I told you, okay, pick a horse. Uh, you got KC, you got the Bills, and you got Cincy. Uh, you're picking one to run with all the way to the Super Bowl. Which one are you picking based on what we've seen?
5: I made the mistake of not uh, not acknowledging how great Joe Burrow was last year. I, I won't make the same mistake again. He's unbelievable. Yes. I, I just think he's I think he's the best thing going right now. I know that Patrick Mahomes is good, probably going to win, deserves really the the, uh, the MVP, but Joe. The Joe Burrow, um, I'm really in awe of what people do on the field, and I'm kind of in awe of him, uh, of him. He's he reminds me, and maybe it's just because he reminds me of Joe Montana for some reason, where he, he he's a bigger stature, but doesn't have the biggest arm, uh, isn't the fastest. He just it's like his football IQ is off the charts. He's just Joe Cool. He just has the confidence. He, he walks in with the the you know the the best outfit every time he he steps in, steps into the stadium. And he's just got weapon. he just knows he has weapons, he trusts them implicitly. He, he has a real kind of unique way of thinking about, you know, taking pressure, taking sacks and it just works for him and he, it just seems like he's he makes it look so easy. He just makes it look so easy. And I I know Zach Taylor, I know the offense they run, it's not easy. Like if they, you put another quarterback in there, they're they're nowhere near where they are right now and, and he's just he's a special, special player. And I have, the other thing is since he's defense, especially the defensive front, man, they are really good. And uh, there, and Lou Anoramo has done a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator there. I, I, if he's not in the head coaching job search, uh, I would be shocked because he's really turned that place around. I think from a defensive standpoint, those guys play hard. They're smart. Um, they can they can win in any building in 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 the uh, in the country.
3: We are of course talking to Mike Wall, former uh, Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL, joins us every single Monday here on the show. Um, look, they I don't they were I don't think they played better than the Titans, but they did find a way to win, and the Jaguars win the AFC South, and they are through. And they'll be hosting the, the Chargers on Saturday in prime time. Uh, are you buying the Jags, and, and how much of a chance do you give them against the Chargers this weekend?
5: So I actually like the Jags a lot against the Chargers. I think both quarterbacks are awesome. Herbert's really, really good. He's, you know, I don't know if he's underrated or overrated, but he's like super talented. He's another one of those guys you just kind of scratch your head, like how can he do everything he can do. Trevor Lawrence is up and coming. Doug's done such a good job with Trevor Lawrence. um, Just bringing in Doug as a mentor, if nothing else. I mean, all the head coaching and everything that he's done in the league so far, but just he's been such a great mentor for that guy. You just see see that Trevor's really turning around. Why I like the Jaguars? Is because Jaguars have Josh Allen and company at the edge rushers, and they go—they're completely unheralded. Arden Key, all these guys—they are all like six foot four, six foot five, long arm, leverage players, fast speed to power, have arm moves, can dip underneath. And you gotta remember, the best offensive lineman, arguably you know top three in the league, uh, is out for for the Chargers. Their left tackle has been hurt for the last couple of weeks of the season. And I just think they are going to be able to get back to Herbert. Herbert. Herbert does get, you know, does take some sacks, does get into into pressure situations. I think defensively, that defensive line is a good matchup for the Chargers' offensive line. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to score some points on that on that defense. They're just not the same right now. I know they're saying that Bosa might come back, but it just doesn't feel the same as as what you thought they were going to be with Mac and Bosa teaming up together. I think at the beginning of the season. And so I I don't know that the Chargers are not going to come out of there with a win, but I think it's going to be a really good game. And if if it was me, I'd be betting the Jags.
2: What about Cowboys at at Bucks? Before you came on, my partner and I were basically going at each other's necks about who's going to win this (laughs) one. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be this passionate about this game, but we found ourselves that that we were. Uh, Settle it for us. Which way are you leaning? Dak's been turning the ball over. Lord knows Tampa Bay's been up and down. You never know what you're going to get. Where are you leaning on that game, Mike?
5: Tom Brady, I think, I think, yeah, I just think it's silly not to, not to lean on top. I mean, look, that just doesn't look very good right now. Um, and listen, I, sh- I think what the psychology of sports is the hardest thing to get over. And when you're throwing picks at, at the clip, you I think you had a pick six early last last or yesterday. Yep. Um, I, when that happens, it's, it's easy to say, turn the page, but it's like, dude, it's happened like four or five times in, in a row. I four or five weeks in a row. Now they're just, they're just not clicking. Um, and they've been beaten pretty handily a couple times here in the last four or five weeks as well. So, Tampa is a team that you know defensively if they kind of get their stuff together. They're really good. Um, they're, they're getting healthy. Tom Brady, uh, looks like he has that connection with his wide receivers again that we've got to miss in the beginning part of the season. I just don't know that I ever bet against Tom Brady. Like I would, you know, people a lot of lost have lost a lot of money betting against Tom. And I certainly don't think if you're looking at it from the standpoint of who's going to blink first, it, it for me it would it would be the Dallas Cowboys and everything that kind of they represent and and the way that they carry themselves versus versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
3: I'll be honest, I've lost a lot of money betting on his ass this year because. <laughs> Because I mean that, so so just in the spirit of full transparency, my partner Jason loves the the Bucks and Tampa and Tampa in this situation. And the reason why I like the Cowboys, one is Brady is a, a dog for a reason. Um, and mm-hmm. I and I think the part of when you really sort of sit down and and there's no denying Dak has he has been awful in the last several weeks. But when you sort of put their bodies of work next to each other, look at who the cow the Cowboys beat the Bengals, who you love. With Cooper Rush. Now I know that that was the second or third week of the season, but that did happen. Um, the, the Tampa Bay has two wins this season over teams with winning records. The Cowboys have beaten the Bengals. They've beaten the Vikings. They beat the Lions. I mean, they have
5: impressed. And they look great. And, and, and yeah. they look great, right? And, and, right. and, and they, they had. And, you're, and yes, they had.
3: They had yesterday, right? So it, it, they are very volatile. I just, I just feel like. I, I don't I don't trust, like, do we, are we sure that Tom and, and, and Todd Bowles and that team is on the same page? I mean, they are
5: 8-9. I agree with you. Everything you're saying is right, except for that Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. Yep. You, you know, <laughs> and, so, and, yep. and so you just go, you go, oh, well, yeah, he does have seven, like he's been here before. I think the problem is nobody, unless you live out like outside of Dallas, and, you know, a handful of fans, unless I know they're America's team and everything, but you really don't trust them. You just really – there's just something – and when you, you point back to Cooper Rush, you make a really good point. They, they, went to, they went back to Dak, and they didn't follow the same philosophy of, you know, those, those two running backs to be getting, you know, 30 carries a game. Like, things just start changing around. They want to utilize their quarterback more. They run different route concepts. They have different protection schemes. They have a great – they have a great offensive line, but they've got a couple of people hurt. They've had to shift around. Tyron Smith, when he came back, they played right tackle – didn't look fantastic, you know. I mean, they still have Zach Martin; he's still an anchor in there. But for me, uh, one of these days Dallas is going to win the championship again. I mean, that's they're just too talented. They that that's the truth. the the, the problem is you don't know if they have a if they have if even kind of an off day on offense. That's those two picks; they don't run for 130. The defense, if you run right at them, right down their throat, they've shown that they can give up yards. And I, what happens, this is one of those things with with the Dallas defense. I look at them kind of like the old Colts defenses of Peyton where you put them in a situation because Dallas, for the last two years, let's be honest, they've, they've put up a lot of points. They've had number one offenses in the league. And so when you get on the other side of that and you can rush the passer and you've got Micah Parsons, you've got DeMarcus Lawrence, you have those guys that are super talented, yeah, absolutely, you're going, your stats are going to be out, out, out of this world. You're going to have a ton of sacks. You're going to look great. When you just get into these close games where teams can run the ball against you and dictate the terms of confrontation, it's a whole lot different. Right. They can kind of scheme Micah Parsons out of this to, to a certain extent. And you, know, you, you now, now, now that we're talking about it in depth, I'm going, gosh, I, am I really going to take Tom Brady? But I am. I'm going right. to take It'll Tom like, Brady no. over, over that You're record. on the right because, side, because, Mike.
3: Because you're a football player and you know that there's so much more that goes into it than just the QB position. And in those areas, Dallas has distinct advantages, running back, defense, offensive line. Right? Like, if Tom Brady is on his ass the entire game, what's he, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that is the issue, right? But, but I, I have no problem with the logic of Tom Brady is as trustworthy as they come in these moments. So I get it. I 100% get it. I do want to ask you, Mike, if you had another point to make there.
5: Yeah. Let me, let me just make one more point about that. Because it, it's, I don't think, I never think of it in terms of like it's just the quarterback. I think of it in terms of because of who the quarterback is and because of who the coach is, because of who all these other people are. What changes in the in in the game plan because of like a, because you have Dak Prescott because you have Tom Brady like, it's not it's not the quarterback exactly what he's going to do on the field it's the effect that they have on the plays are going to be called and all all these other things that go into it right so like I, I'm I'm with you there's a lot of things if you if you stacked up the positions there's a lot of boxes over on the Dallas Cowboys side certainly. But I also I also think it's some things that are that are of huge importance in the playoffs turnover margin, yeah. um, you know, you know, rushing rushing yards per carry all those, those things start to matter a lot in the playoffs and I don't know that they're taking those boxes in particular.
3: No, totally fair. We're talking to Mike Wall, joins us every single Monday here on the show, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL. Kevin Garnett of all people had I thought a really interesting um, opinion about the NFL in the wake of what happened to Mar Hamlin. You know there's the news that the that in his contract had he gone to injured reserve he would have been paid less. That might be standard mm-hmm. in the NFL, I don't know. But the the news is that the Buffalo Bills are going to pay him the full, the full you know part of that contract even though he is going to go on injured reserve. And Kevin Garnett said, "Hopefully this is the start of an uh, of a sea change in the NFL where we're guaranteeing these guys contracts. The NBA does that. We lived that in Memphis when Chandler Parsons got all you know, 80 million, despite playing 15 games, but it doesn't happen in the NFL, as you well know. Do you think this could lead to that change, Mike?
5: You'd love to, I'd love to say yes, but I, I don't think so. Right. Uh, I just think the. I think ultimately, the owners, um, the owners have the upper hand right now with the negotiations and the and the way that There's that old rule where you have to you have to literally put X amount of millions of dollars aside for every signing, every guaranteed contract. It has to go in like a, a, a custodian account. And so they just it's it it makes it very, very difficult just by the way the bylaws are written that they could ever go to fully guaranteed contracts for the entire um, roster. Maybe they'll change it. Um, Certainly, when you look at these situations, you hope that these people uh, anytime it's like a workers cop deal, right? You hope that people get some sort of compensation for the the, the pain and trauma that they're going through. But I don't know that um, after. The groundswell of emotion and support for DeMar uh, uh, kind of dissipates and everybody goes back to their business. I don't know if this is going to actually make the owners want to do that. And I don't know that the players have anything to stand on, even though this was a very tragic and, and, and sudden event. I don't know you know, in, in a month from now if they have anything to stand on. Yeah.
3: Mike, great stuff Thank as you always, so much, man. Brother. I look forward to doing this again on Monday when the Cowboys are through. And Tom, no, Brady's, no. and Tom Brady's in Ibiza, you know, We're thinking about whether or not he wants face. to uh, yeah, listen, keep playing. Let me tell you something.
5: Whatever, whatever Tom Brady's doing, it's going to be pretty
3: special. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, no doubt. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate Thank you so you, much, brother. Thank you guys. Yep. He is Mike Wall, uh, former NFL offensive lineman, pro bowler, uh, joined us every Single Monday here on the show. Look, I know I'm 100% going to be in the minority on this. I think I'm going to be in the minority uh, on Jacksonville. I think the majority of people are, are, are going to roll with the Chargers because they think they're a little bit more of a complete team. You front. don't think they see what you see with Bosa and Williams both getting hurt in that game? Uh, well, I'll tell you. That there's an opportunity here to jump on a team that looks a little injured and a little, maybe a little you know, not on the same page? I'm just glad you asked. I have a subscription to these kinds of things. Um, let's see. Because, you know, here's, here's the thing. Where's the money? Hmm? That tells you what the, the public thinks. The Chargers are getting 84% of the money. Wow. And 73% of the bets. So they are a very public. And here's what's interesting the, n- the number opened at J- uh, Jags plus two and a half is down to one. So despite the Chargers getting the majority of the money and the majority of the bets, the number is coming back towards Jacksonville. So what does that tell you, right? It tells you that, you know, Jacksonville is, is, is probably a little bit stronger in this game. They are at home. And I do think, as we saw yesterday, there is a gigantic coaching mismatch in this game. Doug mm-hmm. Peterson's a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. And Brandon Staley's playing his guys in a stupid, meaningless mm-hmm. game and, and getting 100% hurt. There. so um Yeah, I mean I think they're I think the Chargers probably have the advantage in the run game. Um Etienne is 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 kinda inconsistent. He can have big runs. Um but I don't think the Chargers have a particularly stout run defense. We'll see on both I don't know what his status is. I'm not is. sure what
2: the status of either one of them was just another guy. The other
3: thing that we have not talked about. The, the, the Titans defense played amazing, especially against the run. But the one thing that Jacksonville did really well, they protected Lo- Trevor Lawrence. I think they sacked him one time. And that's a hell of a defensive line now. I mean, that's Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. That's um, <coughs> Audrey. I mean, they got great edge rushers, you know, and, and pass rushers, and they did a really good job with him. So, you know, the key is just keeping Khalil Mack out of that back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,